Hello and welcome everybody to another Generation Act podcast. Today we have the great honor to host with us a very dear friend, colleague and fellow activist of mine, Eva. Hi Eva. Hi Kathy. I'm very happy that you have joined us today here uh, in another conversations on LGBT activism. We have a very special topic uh, today. So first of all, thank you so much for, for joining us today in, in the event. Um, I would like to share before I give you the microphone so that you uh, introduce yourself to the wide world because I have the honor to know you already since 2018 I think it's like uh, it's, it's been already quite some time uh, that Eva is one of the amazing initiators and creators of All for Rainbow European Solidarity Project and um, Today we are all going to be talking about this topic and with this I give the microphone to Eva to say anything, introduce yourself to the world. Thank you, Cathy. Um, and thank you also for offering us to join in this podcast. I'm very happy to be able to share more about the project and about our work here in Slovenia. Um, so. Yeah, to maybe introduce myself, I am uh, the volunteers coordinator and project manager at Društvo Dich in Slovenia. I'm employed part-time and mainly my work is uh, consisting of uh, coordinating the work that the volunteers do and the project management is mainly based actually around Off Rainbow, which we're going to talk about today. Uh, other than that, I am uh, studying psychology but mainly I'm spending my time, uh, both also my free time and my working time to do LGBT activism. It's one of the things that are the most important to me and that I feel the most close to in the activities that I do. So yeah, I'm very happy to be able to, to join you here today. Thank you so much. Uh, you are one of the, just, just to share this already, so, so the world knows, we met uh, back in 2018 in one of the projects we did in the, in the Netherlands in, in Power Action. And, and since then, Eva, I, I say with all my heart, is one of the most uh, beautiful examples of, of participants coming to a youth project and then taking over and going to more projects as a leader, leading teams, mentoring people. Uh, you came back to another project with another beautiful uh, uh, group of people uh, I, I wanted to say band for some reason, but we are not singing. Uh, and then we also got the chance to create uh, another project uh, together and I was supporting your team and now you, you are uh, doing the All for Rainbow, which is a beautiful, amazing project that we will be sharing in a moment uh, with you. We are just keeping the agony for the audience a bit more like, but what is All for Rainbow? What is All for Rainbow? Uh, and it's it's really um, wonderful to see your whole path in, in all this uh, activism. And uh, wh wherever I find myself, I always come back to you as an, uh, as, as an example. So uh, I'm really happy that today we are uh, opposite. So I'm interviewing you and... Uh, let, let's start with it a bit more. You see, I'm, I'm stacking again. Uh, it's my thing. <laughs> and uh, also to check how have you been during this, uh, during this quarantine time, because we are also doing this podcast during all this pandemic that's going on. Uh, has anything changed for you? 
so yeah, actually many, many things changed because at the beginning of the, the start of the lockdown, I went to my parents' house in Croatia. So I stayed there for a while. And now in the last week, I've uh, actually two weeks ago, I returned back to Slovenia, to Ljubljana, where I live. Um, slowly here, the lockdown is lifting. So we are again starting with some activities that include more people and uh, more public gatherings are being opened and so on. Uh, still, unfortunately, for most of our public events, we cannot do them yet because they involve gatherings of people of more than five at once, which is still not allowed. But since this week, uh, we have been, the staff of the we've been going to office again, which is a very, very pleasant change and different feeling and teamwork too. Oh, and a very beautiful office. Uh, Dich office, yeah. everybody, Ljubljana, go there. It's amazing. You can easily find them. They're close to all the cool vegan spots. Uh, we talk by, by uh, experience. Um, cool. So nice to see that things are, are getting better uh, in, in, in Slovenia too. And uh, with this, I would say we can uh, dive into our, our, our topic. And uh, it's time that we can introduce, okay, what is all... All for Rainbow, which sounds like the motto, like all for one and all for rainbow, no? Uh, yes, actually, maybe I can start with the, the name All for Rainbow, how it actually came to be. Uh, so All for Rainbow as an initial project existed already in 2016 and 2017, when uh, Anna, my co-worker, Dich, actually brought the project inspired by a project in Russia that was called Straits for Rainbow which was focused on gathering allies from the heterosexual cisgender community in order to show their allyship towards the LGBT community. Uh, however, Anna decided that uh, expressing solidarity and allyship doesn't go just from one side to the other, but it actually also as members of the community, we can show allyship and solidarity towards other members of the community. So she changed the name from Straits to Rainbow to All for Rainbow. So for example, I as a lesbian also support and uh, am an ally to the trans community and so on. Like it doesn't, uh, it's not limited in this way. And since then, actually the project of Rainbow that exists now is a combination of these two things. So there's the first thing, the um, Seeking Allies, which is which was the original focus of the project. So it was based on a photo and video campaign where with local actions in the streets, we were asking people to take a picture and send their statement of support towards the LGBT community. And last year, when we were writing this project together with my former co-worker, Michaela, uh, we actually recognized also the need in Slovenia to start decentralizing LGBT activism. We have many, many volunteers at the organization who are living in Ljubljana, but they're not actually from Ljubljana. And they all actually share a very similar story connected to this topic. So most of them were growing up in rural or like smaller city areas where there was no community, no organized LGBT activism. They couldn't find people they could relate to in this way. And then they moved to Ljubljana for studies or for work or for other reasons and found the community and empowerment and everything here. But still, this doesn't change the fact that in the smaller cities and rural areas, there is no... Um, support and community for them in this way. So what we decided to do is to combine uh, the gathering allies and empowering the local communities. So the main point of the project actually is this base of volunteers that are from smaller cities and rural areas around Slovenia, taking the activism back there, or actually taking it there, not taking it back, there was nothing yet. So um, we are a team of around 25 people and uh, <laughs> yes, so the, um, the core team, let's say, is the, are these volunteers who act as local coordinators. So, for example, there's a person, a volunteer from Koper, which is another city in Slovenia, who uh, organized the team 
from different cities around Slovenia. And we went there to Copper. We had a local action, a street action. We had people from Copper involved. And we are doing, in every city actually, we're doing a local action. So a street action uh, of the choice of the local coordinator. And we are still continuing with the photo and video campaign. So we're still asking people to take pictures of um, and state their support in this way. So this, in a very short summary, is actually the point of the project. So we're combining the seeking allyship with empowering local communities around Slovenia. Wow, it's um, it's amazing, and uh, there is a new information I didn't know of. Uh, let's start like from the beginning. Like I didn't know that it was inspired by this other project. That there was some type of project about uh, straight uh, allyship towards uh, the community. So that is a very new information. Also, uh, that you are twenty-five volunteers. I find it brilliant. Uh, my question on that is, are these volunteers uh, staying now back to their places or are they still in, in Ljubljana, but then you have to, do, to, to travel to the, to the places? Or? Uh, it depends. Some of the volunteers are like, generally situated in the towns where they are from. Some of them live in Ljubljana. Uh, usually for the local actions, it happens in this way that the local coordinators also gather some local volunteers from the city that we are going to. So they are not directly involved in the coordination of the project, but that are collaborating in this one-day volunteering. And usually, apart from the local coordinator, we have people who are taking pictures, people who are more experienced with giving information on the info stand about LGBT topics and more comfortable to do this. So usually uh, it's uh, several people from the town that we are visiting and uh, five people maximum from other towns that are traveling there. Wow, so it's a, it's a lot of impact. So it's a lot of uh, volunteering. That, that's amazing as, as a result, uh, what the project is making. How many cities have you visited uh, so far? Have you visited all of them that you wanted or coronavirus, I guess, maybe stopped the enthusiasm and the actions? Or? Uh, coronavirus did not stop the enthusiasm. It did, however, uh, <laughs> uh, it did, however, we had to cancel or postpone at least uh, four of the actions that we still had planned. So we already implemented five actions, like in five different towns. And three of them we had already planned with the permissions and everything and the dates and uh, the ideas for the street actions and all. And we had to postpone them. Um, and one more that we were still in the phase of creating the ideas of what we're going to do. Uh, right now, the situation is like this. that um, Officially, the project was meant for one year. So it was supposed to end, the end, to end by the end of May. Mm -hmm. uh, but we arranged with the national agency to prolong it, so uh, we will have more time to implement the activities later. That's great. That uh, yeah, because with everything with the, with the coronavirus, uh, many of, of most of, of the projects are now uh, being uh, uh, prolonged. And amazing, of course, the the enthusiasm is is not lost because also for the ones who are listening to this podcast uh, down, you will see all the links where you can follow. All, all for rainbow and and Dick and you can enter instagram there are all the pictures there with the positive messages and all the messages that you, the people that they have been sharing uh i share this information because we are we are following all, all for rainbow if you haven't done it yet you should also now check your phone and do it uh because it, it's really uh inspiring and i see that you use both languages like both slovene and and english so it's um it's available also for us that we don't speak English because Instagram translation sometimes is not the best. <laughs> uh, awesome. And um, 
it's interesting that you go to these local places. So what what can you share with us about the the response of the people there of of from one side from the local uh, uh, volunteers who suddenly see the community coming to them and also from the people uh, in the streets the the ones that maybe they don't know about the LGBT spectrum what has been their uh, response uh, so far it has depended a lot on the place that we went to but something that has actually happened at each local action that we have been to is that there were um, apart from the local volunteers who were joining for street action and so on there were also local LGBT people who saw something in rainbow um, flags and everything for the first time in their town. And this has actually been the most touching part for me of doing these actions. Like I was usually part of the actions as a person on the info stand. So talking to the people and giving them leaflets and explaining things about LGBT topics and so on. And at each action that I've been to so far, there has been a person, like a young LGBT person who was very touched and happy to see something connected to LGBT topics happening in their town. And all of them actually express the same things that our volunteers have been saying for a year, which is also why we started the project in the first place, that there is a very, very big lack and a very big need for these kind of things outside of Ljubljana. And yeah, actually from the, from the other locals that were passing by, uh, we've had some very productive conversations. Some of them uh, were very willing to learn and took the leaflets and were actually like left our stand more educated, I would hope to say. Um, there's also been different kind of comments, also some negative ones and so on, but generally it has been all very peaceful. We have not had any attacks or um, direct homophobic um, interactions at any of the stands so far. Mm-hmm. That's great. I was uh, going to ask like, if there have been any, any challenges, but you already uh, responded to that. So it's, it's very nice to see that a uh, local community of Slovenia is uh, embracing uh, a lot uh, your effort and what you're doing there right Uh, yeah I mean maybe at this point I wouldn't uh, dare to say that the local communities are embracing the topic it's just that I at least from what I feel and what I've been talking to with other people mainly the people who do not want us to be there are not that aggressive in the sense that they would tell us to go away or something I think that mainly the people who are not interested in any interaction about these topics just don't come to the stand We've had some weird looks of people passing by and these kind of things, but no um, outbursts of aggression in any kind. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't dare to say that this means that the local communities are very accepting. Yeah, then in this case, definitely no. Then uh, there is more uh, to, uh, to do. But at least one of your aims to reach to the local LGBT community that uh, has no reference, uh, this has been uh, a big uh, success then, no? Yes, definitely. Uh, I, I, I can share the same thing that this project gives me hope also that it can inspire more young people to take such uh, initiatives because it's actually a big need. I also grew up in a hometown where until I left it and I went to a bigger city, I had also no reference and I thought, wow, I'm, I'm not normal at all and, what, and what's really happening? So yeah, it's like this this motto that they say if the mountain doesn't go to the person the person goes to the mountain so you're doing something like that no (laughs) i mean this is what we're trying to do yes because um while for most of the local most of the lgbt people who are from smaller towns at some point in their life go to the bigger cities for various reasons and they find empowerment and community there um 
what usually happens in most of the cases is that they don't go back to their hometowns. It is actually something that also during this uh, lockdown and quarantine period has been a very present topic for all of the people who had to leave, had to leave Ljubljana uh, because they didn't have a job anymore or because the studies got cancelled and actually had to return to their homophobic environments where they came from. Uh, this is actually like one of the things in the project that we haven't uh, specifically addressed yet, but for sure it's a very, very present topic for our volunteers that are in these situations now. Because as much as we try, of course it's sort of a pilot project actually this one, and we really try to make a difference for the local communities there. In the end, it's the reality that they live in every day, that they're still, there's no visibility, there's no community, there is no references for LGBT people who are not in a bigger city already. True, and the, the only referencing that they could get are from online uh, resources, even more now because of, of the whole uh, quarantine, which also, it might has, in, in my perspective, like some positive uh, thing, but also some, some negative, because there's still the isolation part, uh, and human conduct actually, it seems to be, uh, at least now during the current times, it seems that, that there is a new uh, perspective uh, about it. And uh, so, from so in a way, as as I understand from what you just said, is like the 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 fact that the whole quarantine is happening is is also allowing you to address this other uh, topic uh, because now all these young people are back to their homes. So, are you having? Are you considering maybe already some actions now that things are getting? back to more regular times to have some activities again maybe some online activities even or something else mm -hmm. uh, actually since the start of the lockdown we have had uh, two live streams about the project where the volunteers were presenting themselves mostly and what they've been doing in the project so far and there's actually uh, a part of the team is very actively working on an all for rainbow series so they are they created the script and the roles and the characters and everything and they're filming it already so we are keeping the, um, uh, the morale, let's say, of the team during this quarantine times, mainly through these online activities, yes. So far, we don't have any plans for, like any concrete plans with date and time for the next actions yet, because all our actions are public events and gatherings of people, which is probably one of the um, decisions of the um, anti-epidemic um, points that will take the longest time to to be lifted, let's say. Mm -hmm. So we are considering that we might start with some of the local actions uh, that will involve less people. And of course, all of them will be outside. But we, until we have any information on whether this will be allowed or not, we, we cannot plan anything. We are considering to collaborate with some of the partner organizations that we've had from the different towns, mainly youth centers and libraries, uh, to organize some online events connected to this. But uh, mainly so far, activities are online through the All for Rainbow Instagram and Facebook pages. Mm -hmm. Awesome. But uh, I'm very looking forward to the, to the series and what is being prepared. I think it might be connected to something that recently was posted in your Facebook with the new image. No? Okay, then that's something else. Nice. <laughs> there are many, many, many uh, surprises. And that's the good thing about this project. I believe the fact that you have so many volunteers. Uh, it's also because also the project is a European solidarity uh, project, which in, in a moment we can also share what is this type of project and from where, from where it, it is funded. Because uh, it seems to be a very beautiful also 
uh, learning uh, opportunity for all the people uh, uh, involved, like to work with media, learn how they can organize street actions and, and, and all kinds of things. Uh, do you have some comments uh, about that, about the learning uh, process? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, the project is written as part of uh, the European Solidarity Corps and it's a solidarity project, which means that um, from the start, it has been focused on providing solidarity for the local communities, which is the main point of the project too. And it fits very nicely into this um, um, frame of the European Solidarity Corps. And actually it's um, for DIG as an organization, it's a project that doesn't have the most finances. Let's say financially, it's one of the smaller projects, but it has the most volunteers. And what happened actually with Wolf Rainwood, that when, when we applied for the project, we had 14 volunteers registered. And since then, this number has almost doubled. It has gathered a lot of interest and a lot of um, new volunteers throughout, throughout the project, actually. And this is something that for me um, sort of gives me an information about the... Um, the need of these kind of projects, like the fact that people are willing to give their time and their energy for um, this, the pure point of it, because they feel for the cause, because they feel that it's important. It gives me a lot of information about how much this is needed. And we are definitely also considering continuing uh, with the project for who, maybe through different frames later. Definitely, uh, it, it, uh, it responds to the collective need actually. So it's exactly, uh dealing with this part and then uh, it's amazing the 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 impact uh if this project doesn't become a good practice i think we should uh, chase uh, movit uh, movit is the erasmus plus uh, um, national agency uh in in slovenia uh, just to share um cool uh i think we we have shared uh a lot of information already. I, I'm not sure if we are missing something that you would like to share more uh, regarding uh, the project, something that was not mentioned uh, already. Is there anything? Maybe something that I would like to, to say more that is not maybe directly connected to the project is about the decentralization of LGBT activism in Slovenia generally. It's uh, while the project that we wrote was sort of a pilot project in the sense that it was focusing on people bringing activism back to their hometowns. Uh, there have been projects before where an organization was uh, visiting different towns and organizing groups there. Um, last year, there was actually, like in the past years, there's been a big um, rise of interest in this topic and in activities. So, for example, there was last year there was the first Pride March in Maribor, in the second biggest city of uh, Slovenia. And actually, you mentioned this picture before that you saw on our Facebook. It was a promotional picture for an interview that we're going to host with Koroška Pride, which is also a self-organized initiative from Koroška, from an area which has very little NGOs. It's sort of a civic desert, actually, in Slovenia. Um, which are going to organize the first Pride March in that area this year. So for sure, I'm, I'm very happy that with this project, we're actually part of this happening, but it's not, I want to like uh, emphasize that it's not just us doing these kind of things. Like in whole Slovenia, there's been this rise of uh, bringing activism back to the, back to the locals. Yeah, it's, it's like a, a domino uh, effect. So it takes one to to start this uh, initiative, the, the, the event, bringing people uh, together. 
and now uh, it has become a whole movement then in in the whole country so apart from happy like i said like i feel like quite proud myself though i'm not involved in in the project but being as an ob observant from from outside and following all 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 your actions uh it's kind of like a big pride festival what what we're doing you're just taking it from place to place i have been thinking about it uh recently since the prides are not going to be uh, unfortunately this this, this june uh, uh implemented uh and I, f I find it very very uh very very beautiful um so yeah one last thing to to probably um ask you and uh is is if there is something more like why this type of, of projects are uh, important, uh, because we've talked about the impact, how they bring people uh, to, uh, the, together. Uh, we, we said how, uh, how has been the, the response uh, from the uh, people in, in, in the streets and so on. Um, is, there, is there something more that makes these projects vital for them to be yeah we are existing <laughs> um i think actually the main like the strongest point of the the project in the way that we framed it now is that it's not us doing activism for the local communities it's the local communities themselves empower getting empowered for it so as an organization we are offering the organizational support the financial support the platforms like any kind of help that we can give, but the street actions and the local actions and the networks that are being created are all coming from the people living there themselves. So I think this is a very important focus of this project in this way, that we are not uh, fighting other people's fights, let's say. Like also from the, the whole movement of decentralization lately, it has been many different organizations and initiatives um, being formed separately let's say even though of course we are connected through this whole community but i think it's a very important thing to emphasize here also that it's the the locals that are fighting for the locals that we are not uh, we are very privileged coming from Ljubljana in like having this community and never having had this problem of not knowing any other lgbt people from your hometown or thinking that you're the only one in the world and so on and it's the people from these rural areas that know best what kind of changes need to be made and which topics need to be addressed. So this is actually something that I'm also, I'm very proud and glad with that we managed to create through this project, that it was the, the people from the local towns who wanted to make a change and then connected with us and connected with each other and then made the change themselves and started organizing in their areas. So you're providing the, the frame and, and the space where this can happen and they, uh, take on the stage and the sparkle and the share and yeah of course they're the ones knowing the the needs of of their towns with all the risks and everything so it's it's brilliant it's really really brilliant uh very very nice uh if we would have if we if we would be from this uh, sitcoms you know where there is the clapping playing uh in the background there will be a lot of clapping right now <laughs> Um, great. Um, I think we we have a beautiful possibility to talk about this uh, even more, and it can take us more hours. But I have a feeling we we can slowly close uh, this beautiful podcast. 
and once again thank you so much for uh, for being here and for all the new information that was shared new at least uh, for me uh, because i'm i'm following you already so i know uh, some of the stuff at least uh, i'm very excited uh, to see what what else is going to happen i'm very glad you have uh, the chance to prolong uh, the project and have a closing with it that can uh, reflect all all the impact that you have already made uh let's bring it outside to the more world i'm very happy we had this so people can know like this is very much possible uh and you don't need a lot to actually do it you simply write what an application and uh, what else you take a van or a train you take the flags you go and and you do it no like it's simple no <laughs> i'm quite excited um Cool. So, with this, uh, we, we can close. Any any last word from you, Eva? Something you would like to share to the to the audience, uh, and we can close it. I, I would say. Um, thank you very much for inviting me to to speak about this project. I'm I'm very excited that people are interested in it, and I hope it will be able to inspire maybe some other initiatives also in other countries or anything like it. Um, I think the European Solidarity Corps and the Solidarity Projects in particular are a very, very good frame for these kind of projects. I think it offers a lot of opportunities for young people to organize and to gather and to make things happen. Um, so yeah, mainly this. Thank you all for, for listening. Um, as Kathy mentioned before, we have a web page, an Instagram and a Facebook page and an email. And for any other questions about the project or about the European Solidarity Corps or Solidarity Projects, I would be very happy. And also as a team, we'd be very happy to, to help in any way that you might need. Awesome. We will have all the, all the links available, so you can just click. Uh, if you have any questions exactly, you can ask freely. Uh, the whole point of, of what we're doing, I believe also in LGBT activism is to create more networks also and bring people together and close uh, with one another. It's been a really honor to have you here. Thank you so much for your time here. Uh, keep on continuing uh, all for one and all for rainbow. <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying it, but I, uh, it feels like the day for it. Um, thank you everybody and uh, see you in the next one. Woohoo!